watch any of One Piece. We are! Welcome back to We Are Watching One Piece, an anime rewatch podcast for the Rubber Boy anime, One Piece. My name is Joe. I'm joined as always by Jory. What the fuck is going on this time in Water 7? Jory, so this, this week, um, or the, well, this episode, we, we went through episodes 237 through 245. Uh, last time we left off with Luffy beating the shit out of Usopp and abandoning the Going Merry. Um, how, how do you feel about uh, this, this uh, week's couple episodes? <laughs> well... It feels like when, when Oda was planning out all this stuff in one piece, he's like, huh, you thought things were bad ten minutes ago, huh? I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so last last time it definitely felt like a bunch of things were getting set up, and this time everything else was getting set up. <laughs> yeah. Because they're really, they're, has, they're still like set up and things just getting progressively worse. Every, uh... <laughs> couple minutes um so jesus where so we literally we pick up right where we left off with with usap i think um the opening shot is actually usap on the boat um i'm not sure who moved him i don't i don't think anyone moved him i think he just regained consciousness i i assume that he just regained consciousness and climbed up on the boat because when they were leaving him on the last episode before this block that we watched, uh, the only thing we saw is him lying on the ground. Chopper left some, like, bandages and, I assume, like, some sort of uh, hydrogen peroxide-type stuff by him, and then they left. So we could only assume he woke up, uh, <laughs> poorly bandaged, <laughs> bandaged himself, and cl- went on top of the boat. <laughs> yeah. Well, good on him for making it that far. <laughs> Um, we get a couple, uh, quick little flashbacks in case you forgot how sad it was, um, <laughs> the last time. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I'm, I'm, I can't read my fucking handwriting. I wrote these notes, like, hours ago, and I already don't know what they say. Um, <laughs> in that flashback, I noticed that Luffy says it's been fun, which is depressing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depressing sentiment. Um, a sad Luffy in town, just hanging out. I think like on top of like a water tower or something. Kind of. They're they're on like a a, a water seven structure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We uh, in a minute we'll see everyone else on top of like a nearby roof. Um, yeah. and Luffy's like sort of separated from them on a higher platform. Um. But we also see a couple clips of everyone in town's kind of freaking out about something with iceberg. Um, we don't. It takes a minute to kind of get any hints about it. Um, but we see Sanji walking through town, and um, he ends up overhearing like, like, did he die? And people are like asking who did it. Whatever happened. Um, so like right off the bat, fucking shit is happening again. <laughs> And when Sanji gets back to the roof of the hotel and is talking to everyone, it's like, we find out, like, Robin never ended up coming back to uh, the, the boat or any, any area where they might have um, met her 
Chopper says that um, it's been nothing but trouble since they got to Water 7, um, and he has no idea uh, just how right he is. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, and I think I'm missing a spot of how... Oh, Nami busts in. She comes from somewhere else, and she tells everyone that Iceberg has been shot. So that's good. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one guy who is... The the one one friend that they made here is has been shot and is probably dead forever. Yeah, he's. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to think like how pretty much anytime anyone gets shot in this series, unless they're Luffy, because no <laughs> nobody uses guns on the Straw Hats really. But like, yeah, like one of the more tragic deaths in a flashback was the Arlong stuff, and like that was a gun. Yeah. I the, the the only thing I can think of, and this is like either subtle world building or it's a classic Akira Toriyama. I just forgot, <laughs> but <laughs> you can you can assume that uh, with the higher pirates in the Grand Line, with all the powers and stuff that they have, at at a certain point, bullets are are kind of not useful so it's much better to have like skilled swordsmen and stuff because those are more likely to be able to if you don't have a devil fruit power you can probably use a sword better than you can use like a musket yeah but <laughs> generally when we see guns and in, in one piece it's a lot of like oh there's just like a shit ton of marines firing and none of them are good at it <laughs> <laughs> we got that in this chunk actually basically yeah um, I was like, yeah, it's a bunch of stormtroopers, and it's just like, there's no <laughs> real much. danger, it seems. <laughs> That's way ahead of where we're at. Um, we see a clip of our rope dad, uh, Polly, learning um, this and all of the Galila shipwrights sort of um, collecting to, to deal with this sudden information. And uh, so we learn that Iceberg's in a coma. Weird, yeah. a weird choice, I think. Um, because I think really he's only out for what, like 13 hours? Yeah, he's just like knocked out. I, I think it's just to like state the severity of his condition mm -hmm. because he's not dead, but he's also not just injured. He was like out, out for a while. Yeah, it's like, but not long enough to call it a coma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe it's the subs that are less than, you know, 100% accurate. Because um, I, I saw the word coma. <clears throat> but, like, I think it's, like, the next episode or something, we'll see him wake up. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, there, was, there was intent to kill him. And they must have done, like, a mostly good job. Um, but he is still alive. Um, we see the mouse um, hanging out. You know, with his condolences. What's the mouse's name? Do you remember? I don't. Uh, Tyrannosaur. That's it. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> we also see... Uh, good yeah, name. It's very good. We see Khalifa also there. Um, very sad looking. Um, and Luffy decides to go check on them. Nami follows. And then Sanji and Chopper decide to go look for Robin. I've decided that... Sanji and Chopper together should be referred to as Chop Suey. Um, <laughs> yes! Because <laughs> uh, they'll be together for a little bit this episode. Um, 
and my notes waste like no time at all. We see a also this episode wastes no fucking time at all. We see a clip of yeah, no. uh, Lulu talking to Kaku, and he's Lulu seems to suspect it was the government that done it. Um, since like that Corgi guy was just here and was like mad about how stubborn Iceberg has been, and then like that night, he, you know, there's an assassination attempt. Um, the Kaku tells him not to question the government, which probably isn't a red flag, um, or anything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, why, why would it be? No, um, <laughs> it, it's fine. They're, they're law-abiding citizens, I, I get it. Um, but, uh, a lot of the people in town, we, we overhear, like, ah, was it, was it Frankie, or was it the pirates that just came into town, yada, yada, yada. Um, but then we see... Uh, Frankie return on the C train, uh, which we, you know, which should remember that he just left when he stole Luffy's yeah. money. With the, in like a spooky mask get up too. Yeah, well, he left in that. It's the same mask. Um, yeah. Uh, which I I completely forgot about. <laughs> um, <laughs> both last time when we recorded, I was like, oh yeah, he wears that. For a little bit, and then when he came back in this episode, I was like, "Oh yeah, he wears that <laughs> for a little bit." <laughs> is is it supposed to be a misdirect that we're getting here at first? I mean, unless it like maybe shows up again because it it really feels like a misdirect for like all the unfortunate events that happen. Just in general. Or in this like section of like the CP nine stuff, mm. <laughs> it's unless it plays more of a part in something I haven't watched yet. But it definitely feels like it's just a a misdirect of haha. You thought he was bad guy. Um, I mean, so the thing with Frankie is it's kind of so because I, I had a similar concern when I started the show because when, when I started I, I also knew kind of who all the straw hats were at the given time and I was like oh man is this going to be another straw hat that like starts as a bad guy but then ends up not being that bad because that's you know what happened with Robin um, but someone was like nah Frank that's just how Shonen goes <laughs> yeah um, Frankie's kind of in a, a very morally gray area that's what it seems like currently and there's and I think there's some dialogue that kind of plays with that because he's like, you know, you sure I took your money, but you're pirates, so it's not like I'm stealing from good people. Um <laughs> Yeah, so like the money's clean. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's they they are bounty hunters that so they prey on pirates and then take uh take advantage of that situation. So it's it's kinda great. It's just um the first thing Frankie does is you know, fuck over Luffy specifically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they actually didn't steal that gold. <laughs> so it's yeah. That's that's the upsetting thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's a couple layers of of upsetting, I think. But yeah, no, the the mask specifically, I would say, probably is like kind of a a left field because he's because all you can see like coming out of that poncho is his big fucking arms, and then like. His his actual character design is like not at all that. No, <laughs> which I love Frankie's design, and we'll get to to Frankie in a little bit. 
So he gets off of the yeah off of the train. Uh, there's a clip of of Polly being sad as shit, um, ignoring all of the like paparazzi and press as he sort of storms into Iceberg's house. I think there's a clip of of Luffy like just bouncing around ceilings or roofs, I should say. But then I skipped ahead, and then he was on a Yagura with Nami. And <laughs> yeah, he was like Spider-Man web shotting through the city. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he saw saw Nami in her boat and he just like, I'm just gonna do that instead, and landed in a boat scaring her and the Yagara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um Nami gets like a war flashback. That's uh, where she found Usopp's body. She gets real sad. And then the next thing we see is, um, well, I, I, there's like a brief conversation with, with Luffy being like, you know, what are you thinking about? And she's just sort of like dealing with it still. Um, I think L- Luffy is um, reading the newspaper, uh, reading about the, the iceberg situation. We see Frankie return to his lovely home or the remains of it. And he's super pissed off. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. He's super pissed off. <laughs> um, he does, I, I don't think he said that that many times in, uh, in, in these episodes. But, oh, man, I love, I love Frankie's catchphrases. Um, <laughs> they're good. They're very good. Frankie's really good. That voice actor is really good. Um, but he's mad as shit that his house got blown up. Um, and I think more specifically that his, um, his, his underlings got the shit beat out of them but um he very quickly assumes that it was the straw hats and a a couple conscious members come out to to greet him and confirm his suspicions and he is uh he's ready to fuck some shit up now we see him take we see him take off his mask and his poncho but they they don't like do the reveal yet of what he looks like (laughs) and then there's a quick scene with kokoro the drunk grandma um, and Chimney, her always smiling granddaughter. Yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> and Chimney notices that it's extremely windy. Um, and Kokoro says that it's it's that time for Aqua Laguna, and they head back to Water Seven. Um, and then, conveniently timing, we see Sanji learning also about Aqua Laguna. I think uh, Kokoro is the one that triggers the alarm that goes off in town. Um, I think that's like what she does out there. Yeah. Just sort of pay attention to the weather. Um, so Sanji learns what the Aqua Laguna is, which is um, a big old fuck you storm. Yeah, it's, it's some kind of like yearly uh, hurricane awful mess that happens around here, we can assume. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they throw the word storm surge out a lot. Um, we uh, it, this sort of ties in what we saw last time with the construction of Water Seven, how it's kind of designed to be submerged, um, because this is kind of a, a regular event where everything is submerged for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, we learn that they have to get to high ground because it's going to hit around midnight that night. So that's good. Just keep that <laughs> in your peripheral. There's a, a, a scene with Chop Suey, Chop Suey boys, trying to figure out where they might find Robin. And Chopper's like, oh, you know, well, some, some ruins. And they can't, they, they really struggle to, to think about, like, where else they would find her. 
and there's like this really somber scene where like they're just sitting like like they stop running and they just sit there and Sanji's like do we really not know anything about Robin yeah <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's just I don't know it's it's weirdly suddenly heavy for like I don't know them to really question how well they know their friends despite like I don't know how much they've had that conversation with anyone on screen. It's playing into the the mystery of Robin and yeah. what they're going with here of is is everything okay? Was she ever really our friend? Was she always just using them? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I do know, but I, you know, I don't know. That's, that's <laughs> the show. Yeah. Um, so Luffy can't see Ice Pops because nobody can except for the, the super important people. Um, and this is where we get Frankie's entrance. Um, his <laughs> real good entrance. It's really good. He's mad as shit at Luffy. There's like music playing, and apparently it's like canonically playing because people recognize it in the crowd. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I'll 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 bring this up when we <laughs> talk about what what the fuck Frankie is. But um, <laughs> besides awesome, because Frankie he's, reveals he's that he's super. He's super cool. He's super cool. Super. Oh, I love Frankie so much. That's the end of the first episode. Is yeah. him. <laughs> uh, like it's I me, it's, Frankie. Yeah, and everyone's it, scared. And him doing his goofy um, pose with his two uh, girl followers. Mm-hmm. Um, the two, the two square, uh, yeah. hair women. <laughs> um, but, uh, that next step, the next episode picked up right there with, um, like, who the fuck is that up there? Everyone's running away. Um, they recognize the rhythm is what one of the subtitles said. And Nami's like, I think I heard someone say that was Frankie. And Luffy's like, oh, that's who beat up Usopp. I need to beat the shit out of him. Um. And I think also the money, but Luffy cares less about that. Um, to which Frankie ends up saying, like, you know, the money's already been spent. I went, I spent it, I came back. Um, but now that we, we can see Frankie, I do want to briefly describe his figure um, <laughs> in which he has these big two giant arms with the, the blue star tattoos on them that we saw before. I don't think we described his arms outside of the poncho. Um, yeah. But he has those, and he's wearing, like, an open... Hawaiian shirt where you can see like all of his abs and no pants. None. Just uh just a speedo. <laughs> yep. And um he's got like a gold chain on. He's got a metal nose. He's got a big metal nose and he's got a blue um Ace Ventura haircut. <laughs> um and he's got sweet ass sunglasses too. Oh hell yeah. And he props up with with the thumb. Such <laughs> so- a such a good look. So I didn't it didn't register in my mind until just now, but do you think the metal nose is less of part of his what makes him Frankie, but is more just to like kinda recreate the white sunscreen on a nose because he just looks like a cool beachgoer? I, I do think it's it's a it's a mesh of the aesthetic and the canon. Mm. Um, which Oda really likes to do with designs, <laughs> like the the blue nose of, of uh, Chopper being 
you know, the, the Rudolph metaphor, but also not. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think fitting in with, um, yeah, that, that beachgoer, very American um, is character, just archetype that Frankie has. You know, he's, he's always yelling how super things are and, um, <laughs> and how, how cool and awesome everything is. He's, this is a, a bit ahead of ourselves, but he is driven on cola, specifically. <laughs> Same. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so he, he's very much this caricature. It took me, we'll also learn in a few minutes that he's a cyborg. Um, <laughs> it, it, took, it took me quite a while to realize that Frankie is a reference to Frankenstein. Um, Oh fuck! <laughs> and it's it's really good. I, I like that you point out the um the the nose sort of uh, standing in for the that sunscreen look because it's good. Um, I hadn't really thought about it. But that's that's Frankie. He's yeah. super cool guy. Um, the first thing we see him do is breathe fire at Luffy. Yeah, and then they, first thing I'm like, oh, he ate the same fruit Ace did. Luffy's dead. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting thing you think about, because there is only one fruit at a time, so it wouldn't have been aces. Oh, really? Um, it would have had to be a different fire-related fruit. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Oda very specifically is sort of pacing this fight in this way where he shoots the fire at Luffy, and Luffy's like, oh, fuck, this is serious. <laughs> and then uh, Frankie immediately sort of dives into the water, and Luffy's like, why did he do that if he... You know, he clearly, like, has a devil fruit or something, and he, that means he can't swim. Um, Nami suggests that maybe it was just a slip-up, um, and then Frankie sort of jets back up and knocks them out of the Yagara and into the sky. He's like, I ain't got no devil fruit, bitch! And uh, <laughs> Luffy, falling back down, tries to hit him with, a, like, a gum-gum whip or something, and... Frankie's like, hey, you know, I already know what your moves are. And he shoots his fucking fist out. <laughs> yeah. Like, he rocket launches his fist out. And there's, like, this chain connecting his arm to his fist. And just, it destroys Luffy. <laughs> Knocks him into, the, like, the big old uh, gate to the, the shipyard. Um, but, yeah, no, I remember you tweeting, what the fuck is Frankie? Uh, like a couple, like last week. <laughs> and then like two minutes later, it's like, oh, he's a cyborg. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's super good. Um, Frankie's capabilities never cease to amaze me. Uh, and I remember my first, like initially getting into this section of One Piece being like, this is so, like, this is so much more bizarre than anything before it. <laughs> as far as like, um, developing a character like this um especially like knowing the relevance of frankie and like seeing him already being so fleshed out as a a character that has like his own sort of mechanics and physics and just being yeah sure cyborgs exist yeah he doesn't need a devil fruit he doesn't need um (laughs) well i guess right now there isn't much else but (laughs) i i feel like it's with the like ridiculous powers that the bad guys have that are revealed it's kind of a way for oda to be like well it'd be kind of boring if just everyone had all these unique devil fruit powers so if i give them stuff that makes them on par it keeps things a little bit more interesting than just like oh this crew has these kind of devil fruit powers that are all synchronous and then this crew has these devil fruit powers that all sync together Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'll definitely give you that. This is, I think, when Oda is beginning to sort of reach outside of the Devil Fruit box, which I'm sure if I thought about it really hard, this isn't the first time. <laughs> um, I would, I may, well, let me think. Um, the last two big bad guys had Devil Fruits. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Devil Fruits stay as a, a, a core source of power for a little while, obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, I think the last big bad guy we fought, who, or, or like, last really strong person we came across who didn't have one, um, was, I mean, was it Arlong? Yeah, unless you count, like, the, uh, the guys that had the mantra, and that seemed to be their only thing. <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, dials, dials were different. Uh, I guess there's that. Yeah. Um, and then there's a, there's a new type of power that sort of, or a new type of martial arts is how it's sort of described that we'll see in a little bit here. Um, yeah. I don't think we ever really get a description for why the fuck Rope Dad has ropes. But uh, he has ropes. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> um, there's a really good figure of him that I want to get of him, like, surrounding ropes. Uh, completely unrelated to this discussion. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so so Frankie's sort of introduction is um, really rad. How they're just like, yeah, no, these things can just happen. It's It's kind of left field. For one piece, and it's it feels so fucking tame to me now, where I'm like, yeah, this is nothing <laughs> for him to be able to do these things. But he's he's super great, and I think he's a very interesting take on like a combatant as as a very yeah. uh, generic term <laughs> for people who do things in One Piece. Um, and his his design as a cyborg it feels really neat it's not like i i feel like in a setting like this a lot of times you'd get something that feels really steampunky and weird and boring mm -hmm. boring because it's like kind of predictable or just not as creative but with this it's i mean he he as we learned he's powered by cola mm -hmm. that's incredible yeah no it's super <laughs> awesome um i love frankie <laughs> and uh so this fight Luffy loses, well, I wouldn't, maybe not loses, but Luffy gets knocked out pretty quickly in, in this first exchange. We cut away to see Iceberg has woken up. Um, all of the shipwrights are in there. Um, we sort of focus on, on Polly, though, at, at front. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, we don't exactly know what happened yet. And Iceberg's like, no, don't worry about it. I totally fucking remember who shot me. Um, and everyone in the room's like, what? <laughs> Why is that the case? Um, uh, he says, I remember someone in a mask, a big person in a mask, and also Nico Robin was there, which sort of connects the dots to the straw hats are behind this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, even though there isn't a single big straw hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that as far as they're aware, at least. Yeah, and that's and well, in a, in a minute they'll put up a um a wanted poster, but they only have posters for Luffy, Zoro, and and Robin. <laughs> and Robin's picture is of course an, a nine year old. 
But I, I mean, Robin does have a very distinct face. You say that, but... and I and I agree with you. But the people who make One Piece figures don't seem to understand this somehow, because um, there aren't any good ones so... over. <laughs> so yeah, he he explains to these people that it was these two people, um, big big guy in a mask or big person in a mask, and Robin. Uh, he's very very certain it was Robin. He recognizes those cold dead eyes anywhere. Um, and oh i guess based on my notes this is when frankie breathes fire and um starts a fight uh and he reveals that he's a cyborg we already talked about all that um yeah <laughs> but it's uh it, it's it's unfortunate because their their cool fight is interrupted by the galila uh shipbuilders yeah very very quickly they're like well we're gonna go outside. Let's get him. We're gonna go outside and find Straw Hat. Oh wait, he's right fucking here. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why is he fighting Frankie? Doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, they so it ends up being like I think Luffy fights Luchi. Uh, man, I, th- I almost feel like Luchi just does all the work in this fight, and uh, Polly. Um, or until like Frankie sort of fucks off for a minute, and then everyone in Galila collectively <laughs> yeah. beats the shit out of Luffy. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is a, an interesting sequence. I think um, we're we're definitely getting to like, hey, let's see Luffy like lose a lot this uh, <laughs> this week. Uh, so yeah, he gets thrown around by by Rope Boy, and uh, Luchi just like decimates him. Um, knocks him around oh uh, there is a point in the frankie fight where he shows off some more of his weapons his uh his left arm has the the cannon in it his like wrist swivels off and becomes a a what's like a scope in the middle of his palm (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh and in cannon shoots out of his left arm extremely good um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh yeah that's when then polly and lucci show up um and and lucci's word choice is like uh you know exactly why like what we're like why we're gonna beat the shit out of you now right i'm surprised you would even come back here and luffy's like <laughs> i came here to check on iceberg i heard he was shot yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, that frustrating dialogue you get in any sort of situation where a character is accused of something they didn't do and the person after them is like you know exactly what you did and like i don't know what i did what are you talking about i don't know what i did this is a very painful trope in media um (laughs) so yeah luchi beats the absolute shit out of luffy um the press at this point has overheard that straw hat did it which means all of Water 7 knows none of them are safe. They're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get to episode 239. And now we have cold opens <laughs> before the, uh, the opening. I, I, I'm liking these. <laughs> uh, it, it's a- yeah, I think it, it, it truncates the, the recap a little bit differently. Um, it's, it's a lot more enjoyable for, I'm, I'm sure it's something they did not predict predict 13 years later but it it makes things a lot more enjoyable when you're watching episodes in succession Mm -hmm. to where it's not it doesn't end and then start up with a recap of what you just saw yeah but also it's hard to balance um when 
I feel like nowadays shows are a bit more conscious of like how things are consumed. But like especially with Shonen, that's week to week. It's like we don't we don't expect people to remember this shit. Especially like yeah, one of these last episodes <laughs> is like just an entire information dump in one room. When the next episode's like here's the important parts, so you can get to the second half of the information dump. Um. And we'll we'll do our best to truncate that, I think. Um, so this episode has that cold open. We see Luffy get completely fucked up. Um, but then Frankie draws attention to himself with another new attack. Um, <laughs> I don't even fucking... This, like, a metal pipe connector thing he, like, puts between his, his arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it just allows him to shoot a big burst. Yeah, so like he like pumps up air in his big fucking arms, and then <laughs> the I, I guess it gets expelled through the the pipe and shoots out this like really compressed air bullet that goes too fast and is too strong. <laughs> um, so it completely like destroys the entire shipyard. And uh, just disrupts this battle and allows Luffy to get away and also save Nami, who is also there, by the way. Um, yeah. She gets sort <laughs> of like, uh, the, the mob is trying to, to hold her down. But yeah. um, there's a scene. Oh, that, oh by the way, Frankie's, Frankie's move was called Coup de Vent. Um, he has a couple CUDA oh. moves, CUDA insert word here, um, that we'll get to, I don't know, 100 years. Um, <laughs> we see the Chop Suey boys. Uh, there's a scene, this scene's really cute, I think, where they, they sneak out to the Going Merry and then just sort of loudly yell about the the Aqua Laguna. Um, sort of just like... yeah. And they're there because they uh they overheard about it, and immediately Chopper was thinking, "Oh no, Usopp probably doesn't know we gotta warn him." And Sanji's like, "Hey, you know we can't go back, right? But you did say you forgot something on the ship, didn't you?" Like they're like outwardly explaining why they're gonna be there to someone. There's no one who can object, but. And then while while they're there, they're just loudly yelling about the, the incoming storm, and then they run off. And I, I just like Usopp coming out and was like, "Huh, what was that?" Yeah, <laughs> who were those voices that I should extremely recognize? Um, yeah, but yeah, so they they yell, evacuate a bunch, um, and to to give him a heads up. Yeah, the the sort of like. Uh, I'm just, I'm now I'm thinking about things that happen way later and getting flustered. Um, but the, in this scene, especially the sort of like backwards, like we can't go back. It's honor, but also he is our friend and we want him to live. Um, so they, so they do the thing and they do it in this very like specific way. Um, it's, uh, it's cute. Um, Frankie's hair droops. <laughs> That's the next thing I have written yeah. down. We, we see him in the wreckage, uh, and his hair is, like, no longer, um, what's the, what's the word? It's kind of a pompadour. It's not really a pompadour. That's, I think that's how you'd describe it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's like, it's not Josuke. It's more Groose. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> which I've, yeah. I've, I've unfortunately <laughs> been thinking about Skyward Sword today. Um, but uh, his hair sort of droops down on his face, which is a, a sign that uh, he is he's out of fuel. Um, which is his uh, two female companions. Um, uh, note point out to him, which I I think I don't remember their names. I want to say he also refers to them as the Frankie sisters. Um, because they refer to him as as, as yeah. bro or just bro, um, a lot. And I, I like the the subtle thing on their design where they're both obviously in like swimwear, but one of them has more of like a real shirt, and the other one is wearing like actual pants. Yeah, they they are very complimentary <laughs> in their designs. <laughs> on top of just like being good designs, even with the giant square <laughs> hair, um, that's like two dimensional. <laughs> <laughs> um what else um so iceberg oh no before that golly law says that they're gonna gather info on luffy but uh they don't have to because luffy literally just fucking breaks into iceberg's house um yeah dives right in a window <laughs> um starts running around having no fucking clue what's going on or where to go people are chasing him um we see iceberg <laughs> talking to Khalifa like hey can you do me a solid um, and then we see her sneak Luffy into the room with Iceberg, and yeah. Iceberg's like, hey, Luffy, can you do me a solid? Um, <laughs> and he pulls a fucking gun on him. Yeah, with, without knowing what makes Luffy Luffy, so things could end badly for Iceberg there. Yeah, it's an, an interesting threat where I'm like, that doesn't really do anything. Luffy is like concerned, like he's he's upset at this turn of events. But I think it's just a matter of like, I didn't do anything, <laughs> and you're pointing a gun at me. I don't want there to be conflict between us. Um, yeah. And the thing that Iceberg requests is to to see Nico Robin again, um, which is kind of vague. Um, also, like Luffy hasn't seen her. In like twenty four hours, I think. Um, it's been about that much. A lot of stuff has happened in not a lot of time. Yeah, we just this has just been the first day that they've been in Water Seven. This is their second afternoon, I would say, around this point. Because Robin went off with Chopper that first morning, ghosted, um, and then that first <laughs> night they fought Usopp, and now this is the second day, and we will get to the second night. Um, while we're here um and then that that episode ends with a scene of robin reading the newspaper um in some sort of hidden location it looks like uh but she's yeah uh she's reading that they're all they're all wanted now um and this next episode around 240 now opens up with kokoro reaching water seven and learning that the that iceberg was a there there was an attempted assassination and that um these the straw hats are responsible and she's like okay whatever um <laughs> yeah sure and then she drinks and uh <laughs> nothing seems to really bother me. Nah, she's well <laughs> i mean if you're perpetually drinking uh, <laughs> I imagine be pretty carefree. Yeah, but I imagine there's a reason for that drinking that we're gonna learn, and we're gonna be real sad. There, yeah, there's a very brief line <laughs> in a, like a two episodes or something that we'll, we'll, I'll I'll bring up. Yeah, 
Um, I was gonna say that's called a coping mechanism, Jory. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Luffy escapes. <laughs> My note just yeah. says Luffy escapes. I don't have any other context for this information or this scene. Yep, he just he just jumped out the window, kinda, and escaped to the rooftop. He's just doing that a bunch now. Um, he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a window jumper. Um, so this next scene, um, is a new location. Um, it is for uh, God, I think it's. I think the sign says Bruno, but or uh, Bluno, but everyone says Bruno. Yeah. And then it depends on the subs on whether on which one you're getting, um, because of yeah, the subs I was reading they said Bluno. Yeah, I think that's what um most of the official subs do, but there is also Bruno. I think it's just a matter of like romanization of like the way it yeah. sounds. Yeah, Bruno's Bar. Bluno's Bar. I'll probably just <laughs> casually change between the two. Uh, because I've, se- I've seen both <laughs> so much. Because I, I originally watched fan subs when I watched through, like, almost all of the anime up until, like, f- I'm going to say Hazard Punk, which means nothing to you. Um, I think that was, <laughs> I think, well, I watched a little bit of Fishman Island on, on, uh, on Crunchyroll. But uh, anyways, um... Mm. And then I would also play, I think in Pirate Warriors, it's, it's Baluno. But, um, anyways, this is his bar. We meet him. He is the, yeah. the bartender. He's a very quirky fellow. He has, a, like, a weird voice. Um, big, big, super, super big dude. And uh, he's, uh, we see Frankie walk in. And um, he opens up his stomach. Literally, he opens, like, a, <laughs> a door on his abdomen. And pulls out three empty bottles and is like, refill me, you motherfucker. I need that, that caffeination, that, uh, <laughs> that sweet cola. <laughs> That's me every morning. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing stuff around in, in, in my room looking for that sweet, sweet soda. Well, I, with you, I, I, didn't you already tweet a joke about what if you put Crystal Pepsi in? <laughs> no. You I said, said game, game fuel. fuel. <laughs> game fuel. <laughs> oh man, Crystal Pepsi would be good too. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, there's definitely like a a subsection of jokes of of replacing things. Um, they're not common enough. I'll tell you because no. because they, they do exist in the canon, and and I and that's maybe that's a spoiler, but like I just want you to know that to look forward to it. <laughs> um. But I wish there was more, and I'm sure there's a lot of like fan art or shit. I haven't. Oh, looked, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> it's it's a it's an extremely good bit. <laughs> but yeah, no, he wakes up first thing in the morning, open palm, slams a cola directly into his abdomen. He's doing the <laughs> he's doing the pose. It's super. Um, and he. <laughs> I just love how one one the like the colas re-energizing him. He's like flexing and posing, and his hair starts to like arc back up into place yeah his 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 hair goes back into place he um <laughs> he does that po- like he does that post where like his arms go over his head it's physically impossible to do um yeah <laughs> i'm sure you've tried it uh <laughs> i've seen so many people try it but the but the way his arms are so big and the way they sort of widen at the elbow um his forearm is what's super fucking wide um <laughs> they can connect over his head and, and like the stars like 
yeah. perfectly lined up to make one one star and two. And that's where he does the super, and he does that when he refills um the um the uh, the cola. So he gets his three colas. I can almost do it. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, I I can at all. My oh god. Um, and you, <laughs> this is the episode where we like awkwardly make noises as we try and do Frankie's pose. Um, yep. Sorry, sorry that this is a audio medium and not a visual medium. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um. So while this is happening, I'm kind of. Him getting re-energized kind of at the end of this scene. Uh, Kokoro is also here, drinking her pain away. Uh, also, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chimney and the, the rabbit bunny or dog cat. <laughs> the cat rabbit thing. <laughs> what the thing. I, I don't remember its name. I think it's like Gonbo or something. Um, also here. And <laughs> Frankie knows Kokoro. He's uh, like, what yeah. are you doing here, you old fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah. And she's like, drinking. Um, and they have this this little conversation while uh, while Frankie's waiting for his cola, actually. And I think she goes through like one or two beers. Um, or mugs, maybe. Uh, and there's also a very quick scene that I'll, I'll bring attention to just because it's it's telling of frankie's personality and that uh bruno is like do you have do you have money for these colas and he's like don't even worry about it. how dare you charge people for things what kind of business owner are you and then his his uh his his female companions are like we have like a bunch of money left over and he's like how dare i not spend it and he grabs it throws it into the air and pays for everyone's food and food and drink in the establishment um just a, a very quick turn of events. Um, but this conversation with Kokoro and Frankie is super important. Um, yeah. Which we'll learn, like, immediately. She talks about, like, the Aqua Laguna coming up. Mm-hmm. And also, they have a, a weird conversation where she's like, you know, it wasn't pirates. It was CP9. And bum, then that's bum, the first we've, we've heard that term since the weirdo mass person just walked by uh robin and said her like sleeper agent fr- phrase or what we think it is and she just like freezes up and follows him after but we learned that cp9 is a group of like sh- super super secret shadow organization type people that they're so secretive they exist, but people don't know or really think they do. Yeah. And I believe Frankie is the one who says, like, nah, that, none of that stuff's real. That's all nonsense, you crazy drunk lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's all rumors, um, according to, like, I mean, what anyone knows, because there's no, like, it, it's, yeah. it's such a shadow organization that there's no real confirmation that it exists. Um, and uh, there's, there's a quick throwaway line where she's like, uh, Bruno, you've heard of it, right? And he's like, eh, rumors. Um, <laughs> oh, oh I, th- I think he has. <laughs> um, and uh, she's like, that's the, that's the scariest part, is that it's, it's only rumors. They're that successful at what they do. Um, and he's and like, the, fact that the, the rumors don't go away. Yeah. That's what she says. Like, that's, they're always there, but they don't go away. Mm-hmm. There's always the rumors, which means they're still doing shit. Um, and 
Frankie's like, you seem suspiciously like you know something <laughs> about this. Um, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter uh, too much in this scene. She just kind of laughs it away being the, the drunk that she is. Um, and um, as if on cue, we cut away to a scene of, of Robin talking to some people um, completely in the shadows. Except for Robin. We see Robin. Um, explaining that the mission was, I think they say, like, mostly successful. Um, yeah, th- their, their mission isn't very clear. It <laughs> Not yet, for sure. <laughs> Even when they reveal stuff, it's not... <laughs> it seems like they're, they're plan. It's just that shonen thing of, we planned for your plan, for our plan, to your plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so right now it's kind of just confirming that this is CP9 and that she is working yeah. with them. Um because they're like, "Oh yeah, in the name of CP9 we're doing this this shit." And this is a new voice for the record. This isn't a new voice that we hear yeah. from the shadows. And um he says, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to finish it tonight. Um at midnight, I think. Um no, yeah. not midnight, because it, it's way before Aqua Laguna. Um, I'm confusing my, my impending oh, dooms. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's happening sometime tonight. Yeah. Nighttime. There's a signal. <laughs> um, and she's like, all right, cool. And, it, it, yeah, it stays kind of vague of what they're after. Um, there's uh, some scene like, we cut between some scenes of the city sort of preparing for Aqua Laguna, boarding up windows and shit, and also looking for the Straw Hats unsuccessfully. Um, also, Zoro is now here. We, in, in those interspersed things, Zoro um, is, is added back to the mix and uh, connects back up with Luffy and Nami. Um, and I think, yeah, Sanji and Chopper are still looking for Robin. They are. And, uh... and uh, Chopper smells her, weirdly. Because <laughs> he, he has animal senses and can track... Yeah, I mean that's uh, he did that before. It's just all of a sudden she's she's back. It's it basically seems yeah. like yeah. I, I it's just something like she's. I, I we can assume it's just that she's nearby, so he's able to pick up on it easier. Yeah, I mean it's Water Seven's a huge place. Um, so I, I think there's it's it's easy to suspend that disbelief that like oh yeah. Um, also I based on what happens, I think she probably intended to be found in this moment. Yeah. This is when I decided to call them Chop Suey, by the way, for the record. This is when it first shows up <laughs> in my notes. Um, so they run after her, and they find her. And um, Sanji's trying to, like, excitedly explain what the fuck's happened, because, like, God, since they last saw her, there was the boat shit, the Usopp, uh, Iceberg was shot, and I think it was her, but they know it wasn't her. Um, yeah, there's no way like, she'd do that. <laughs> she's like, that was actually completely me. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry that I had dependent on you, but goodbye forever. Um, <laughs> Sanji's not super stoked on this information. Nor yeah. is Chopper. And she also says to make sure to pass that information on, but they, they won't have it. Yeah, and no, they're, they're not fans. It, it's... It's strange, too, because she doesn't seem to be un- under any sort of, like, 
mind control influence or anything like that like you'd expect from a situation like this she's their friend she helped them take stop a sky god and now she's just turning their yeah, her such, back on such them. a hard turn um she is significantly older than all of them which she is i i i, I would say is only sort of relevant in this situation that she's just completely more complex and nuanced than any of these like 18 year olds are um chopper's like 12 uh but uh, yeah <laughs> there's a line that i wanted to draw attention to where she says that she carries a darkness with her um and there's a flashback to the okiji scene which i think was last time maybe before, i don't remember uh when we talked about it but um the where okiji was like if you if you stick around with her long she will cause problems for you and this is related yeah. to that that she she carries this darkness that she doesn't um that that you know it, it i'm trying not to say <laughs> too much from like obviously knowing what happened but um she's gonna carry that darkness and um chopper chopper's word choice here um is something that i want to point out exclusively for posterity where he yells at her, let's go back together. Um, yeah. That's what the subtitle is. And she says, uh, thank you for the time that I had. I will literally never see you again. Uh, <laughs> goodbye. And they, they sort of chase, um, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where that ends um, on that episode. The next episode is uh, 241, and I think this is where Zoro joins with Luffy and Nami. Um, and we see... And they all kind of just, like, regroup in this one. Yeah, it's kind of... They kind of do more showing than, than... Or less showing than telling, where it's kind of like we kind of just see them all again, and it's like... Yeah. It, it's like, all right, yeah, this makes sense. Um which I'm down with. I don't think we need to see every single detail. Um, yeah. There's so with, much fucking happening in these episodes. With this section, it's like, it's... And you can say, I think One Piece is probably the best shonen to exemplify it just because of the nature of how arcs go. But this really feels like the mid-camp, like the after the second or third session of a long D&D campaign where you guys, everyone like sp with that you get to the new town, everyone spreads out to do their own thing and everyone finds all the fucked up stuff that's going on in the town, but they're all different things going on and they regroup to be like, all the stuff's happening. What do we handle first? <laughs> yeah. And, and, and rather than hear them re-explain it, it's just kind of like Chopper explains it. <laughs> and we cut away yeah. and we cut back um which is I'm, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself with with chopper rejoining but uh because there is a scene where usopp spends the last of his money on supplies for the going merry um, in a very sad scene so this is the first time sad we've, like, we've got to see usopp like doing something since he died <laughs> and so, usopp finally got to the end of the snake way and, yeah. <laughs> and he came back, <laughs> and he's he's the, he's at at a shop. He's just like, "Hey, man, I really need to fix my ship. I will give you everything I have plus my tools, 
if you and he's like i don't want your to fix stupid tools <laughs> um, he's like the storm's coming we can't do anything and the guy's just like okay here's some stuff i feel really bad for you here's some food and some stuff to take back <laughs> yeah he he sells him this these supplies and he like physically can't carry it all and he keeps falling down <laughs> and dropping all these planks of wood on himself and this guy's like fuck man <laughs> and his like Usopp's stomach keeps growling as he's giving the like clearly the last of his money um yeah so he gives him some uh uh what's the pokemon joke delicious hamburgers um was <laughs> rice balls um these delicious steamed hams and uh Usopp's like oh man thank you so much and he, he eats them and he goes off and he eats the rest of them on the boat while he's repairing it then we cut back to Frankie in the bar, smashing the bar, uh, because he remembered <laughs> Straw Hat exists. <laughs> yeah, he, he remembered that, and he's also bad because the Galila uh, company they they kind of they, they stole his kill. He was in a modern. <laughs> he was in a Call of Duty lobby about to get the game winning kill. And they stole it from him, so he's mad at both of them because he's not finished with Luffy for destroying his house and beating up all of his friends. But he's also mad at the other guys for taking away that satisfaction from him. Yeah, but which, um, which Frankie could could be a shonen protagonist all in himself. Why don't we? Yeah. Why why don't we have that? Why, why can't we get we a prequel series? <laughs> Just um, Frankie having Frankie adventures. Well, <laughs> there are probably some reasons. Um, but uh, I guess we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, <laughs> Frankie doesn't really seem to fuck with Golly Law very much. Um, because he's he's still very focused on Luffy. Um, so that's sort of his, his focus is, is getting back Straw Hat. Um, uh, we, this is when we cut back to all the team Luffy on the roof of a building, which is Luffy, Nami, Zoro, and now Chopper. Chopper explains what Robin said and that Sanji's still out there somewhere. I don't fucking know. Sanji just fucking fucks off every arc. Yeah, that that's I was thinking about too. Is like where where's Sanji, and I, I was I was thinking, did did I just forget what he's doing? But oh <laughs> no, he's just he's just fucked off for like ten episodes, and then he'll come in, and then they'll give an actual reason to fuck off, like he gets killed by someone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll have his dramatic Mister Prince moment where he drops back in again yeah. or whatever. <laughs> um, Oda is starting to split up people a bit more often. Um, which I guess maybe that's not new. I think he's been doing that forever. Um, but he's doing it again now uh, in, in, in this setup moment. Why is it always Sanji, though, is my question. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> he's... I, I can't think of a reason why. <laughs> maybe he's like, his feet are too powerful. Maybe it's like Fugo in... Uh, Golden Wind Part Five of JoJo. He uh, he's just like Araki's like, oh, he's too strong. I have to ride him out. I have to nerf. <laughs> yeah, Oda does a lot of very clear nerfing. Um, yeah, <laughs> or just convenient setup. Like in Alabasta, it was a lot of, oh, they don't know Sanji's face, um, and yeah. that's why he was able to pull stuff off, sort of showing up late. Um, 
And we're kind of seeing that with this too, the fact that only three of the Straw Hats have wanted posters. Yeah. And technically, technically four because Usopp is in the back of Luffy's picture. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think that counts. Um, <laughs> in this circumstance, not to do... It, it's basically just a matter of, I think, when the next thing, like the next movement happens uh, for very particular word choicing. Um, <laughs> Sanji being out and about during this just ends him up like being with a particular group instead of this core group. So it's really just yeah. a matter of like creating the scenes ahead of time. Um, yeah. Much like Alabasta, it's just weirdly always Sanji so far <laughs> that ends up getting uh, like just separated temporarily, um, which is fine. I think it, it's it's weird that it works, um, <laughs> and I, I think I'm way more interested in what happens this time than what happened in Alabasta. But I don't even know if that's because of Sanji, but. Uh, <laughs> I figured out what happens. He saw a pretty lady. All right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do think it's... I do think he's trailing Robin. Um, yeah. So you're close. Um, <laughs> this is like the most, I think, serious Sanji's been in a while. Like, he, he went through that whole Robin exchange, like, straight face, like an adult. It's uh, Yeah. It, it wasn't even, like, an initial thing of heart eyes and then... Yeah. Uh, things getting real immediately he's just like that's just how everything is right now everything's just serious everything's so fucked (laughs) yeah Uh, (laughs) no um, fun zone no fun zone oh jesus um so they (laughs) they come up with this plan on this rooftop to just capture robin and then figure out what the fuck's going on um because they don't believe like they don't they don't take her at her word that she's legitimately wanting to leave um because it feels disingenuous to the experience they've yeah. had with her. But Zoro <laughs> does point out, like, you know, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't completely rule this out as a possibility. She was, you know, a considerable, uh, like, opponent to us, and then we just warmed up Started to her Started out as quick. a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I guess if we wanted to analyze that situation, there was no justifiable reason. There was subtext with Robin. Yeah. Um, and she was she was very clearly only in the crocodile situation for her own benefit, but who's to say that's not true with Straw Hat? Um, exactly. Um, which is kind of the whole that's kind of the whole through line of this situation. It's like, oh, is she? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, mystery woman, because we still don't know what the fuck. It, we we know very we little. We know very little. <laughs> um, very little about Robin is known at this moment. Um, <laughs> Uh, the next thing we see is a, a scene where Frankie sort of meets up with his uh, his Frankie family, and they let him know they they point out that um, there is a Straw Hat member just on their boat, um, separated from everyone else, and he's like, "Well, shit, that's like that's that's it. I'll just take I'll just take that man. I'll just take that man, and then we'll I'll use him as bait." Um, <laughs> This is this is very sad because they point out it's the weak one that they beat up, so it'll be easy to do too. Yeah, which only without can... them knowing the fact that they're, not, yeah. they're not companions anymore. They're 
Yeah. <laughs> There's. I read a comment on one of these episodes. I don't even remember which one. Um, on Crunchyroll, and it was just like, just it was like this is just a long series of misunderstandings. <laughs> it was just like it's such a trope for that to happen in media in general. It, it's like just a number one way to like frustrate viewers. It's just like. No one's on the same page. It sucks. Um, but then there's a resolution and it feels good. That's catharsis, I guess, or some shit. Um, so anyways, that's Frankie's plan now is to steal a man um, and use him as bait to catch the, the other men. <laughs> so we see everyone evacuated. Um, my note to say that everyone is here for the church lock-in because that's just... <laughs> That's just the vibe I'm getting from the whole event. Um, yeah, everyone's like excited to be in shelter for the. It's an, there's having fun and it's an event. Like it's part of their culture. It happens every year. Um, they're prepared yeah. for it. Um, their architecture. You it's just like is prepared for days it. Days of partying. Like. Yeah, it, I think it. It definitely feels like it's. It's almost like a team building yeah. exercise before the whole damn city. Yeah, um, they they kind of set up a, a festival festival vibe, but with when they arrived, everyone's like, "Huh, there's everyone's wearing all these masks and stuff," which also sets up what Frankie was doing and what's going on at the iceberg iceberg yeah. house in a little bit. This is a CP9 <laughs> member wearing the mask when they when they shot him. Um, there's a lot of things conveniently lining up like that. Yeah. Um, and we see Gali Law guarding all, all of the Gali Law shipwrights guarding Iceberg Door uh, because this is, I, I think they know, maybe they're probably just assuming that they're not, they're coming back for more. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're gonna, you can assume that, well, they tried to kill Iceberg, he's not dead. They're coming back to finish the job tonight because it's nighttime, there's darkness. The yeah, so they're very, wait. very prepared for that. <laughs> Um, they also assume that it's Straw Hat. The Straw Hat crew are going to do it. Um, uh, <laughs> they're not the sneakiest crew. No, so. <laughs> they're not. Um, so, ex except for Sanji, who just fucking disappears sometimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Khalifa asks Iceberg a question because she's in the, uh, the room with him at the moment. And says, "Why do you? Why did you put up that poster of Robin? Um, before she got here, or maybe like right before um, we saw it? I don't know. It it it'll come up in a little bit. Why what Iceberg is dealing with is related to her, um, and why it's uncomfortable that she was there at the time that she was, um, and and her involvement in this whole thing is is uh, <laughs> concerning for him." But this episode ends with uh, Luffy and friends hiding in a tree outside the building, sort of prepared to get on, get in on this action. Um, to they they assume if Robin's involved, she'll strike again, and then they can just sort of nab her and and figure it out from there. Um, super great plan. Nothing's gonna go wrong. <laughs> on this next episode, everything goes wrong. Yeah, <laughs> horribly, <laughs> horribly wrong. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> everything sucks. Uh, it opens up with Iceberg drawing poor, um, inviting in Polly. Nobody else, just Polly by himself. Yeah. Um, Khalifa says that she's going to be available in another room if they need anything, um, and she leaves. Um, 
Polly goes inside and is like, what the fuck do you want? And we don't actually learn right away what. It's, um, it's, we don't hear their conversation. We instead hear the other shipwrights outside sort of conversing just in, just about protecting Iceberg. I didn't write it down, which means it wasn't important. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're just like, hey, they're going to try and break in. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's weird that yeah. they're having a conversation, but hey, they're going to try and break in. <laughs> yeah. So Polly comes out and says, "Hey, I got to go. I'm sorry. I got this thing to do per Iceberg's request, but I know that you guys can hold this shit down. You're all strong as hell." And he goes off. And um he goes and he finds this safe hidden in um in another room under a desk like underneath some floorboards and shit. And uh, we, we sort of get a, a cut back to what, to Iceberg saying that minutes ago. <laughs> and um, at this moment, we see Robin and Dead Mouse here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is, it's, it's, it's actually a bear mask, but it sort of has the same. It's a big, uh, like, rounded outline. head. <laughs> yeah, it's got, it's got the big ears. Um, uh, but it's the it's presumably the other the big guy in the in the mask from before, um, and they use their uh, transponder snail. Someone says that someone uh, says they're going to cause a disturbance to to sort of signal them to to go in and begin the operation, uh, and a bomb explodes just outside the house. Yeah. Um. They they point out that it had to be planted there, like it didn't come from anywhere. Um. And in they go. Yeah, everything um, just kind of kicks off. Yeah, that's the beginning of uh, sadness and despair, <laughs> ultimately. Um, it's worth pointing out that this person in the bear mask is also a new voice. Um, and like, who the fuck is that, right? Uh, and, oh, geez. Um, so they go. We see Tilestone check on Iceberg, like, hey, that was a big noise. I'm making sure you're okay. <laughs> um, and, God, this is, like, too convenient <laughs> what happens. Um, Tilestone decides, like, hears, uh, I don't know what he hears, um, but he runs off to, to sort of stop the, the people trying to break in. Yeah, they um, just hear fighting, and they're like, oh, we got we, we to gotta go stop that sea iceberg. Yeah, so him and Lulu go off and leave Luchi and Kaku to, to guard the door. Um, and then we see this new person, this new mask, um, outside. It's the same voice that we heard from the snail. Um, and they're beating the shit out of everybody. They have this whip. Yeah. And they can fucking walk in the air. <laughs> yeah, we see in a minute. They can just, like, double jump in real life. It's hard. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they can real life double jump, but also like a hundred times infinitely at sea. Um, and we, we also we get to see Murder Mom murder some more, so that's that's a nice treat. She hasn't been Murder Mom lately. Yeah, but she's like murdering the the not the, bad guys. Yeah. Um, which is like bad murder. <laughs> um, so that happens. Um, my notes say that two members of the residence greet Polly, um, which is a, a joke based on one of their masks being a gigantic fucking skull. 
Um, which now that I say it, I think the residents had eyeballs, but close enough. You know, I, I got close enough to the residents joke. Um, <laughs> just it's so large. It's so large and cartoony. Yeah. The, so the, the, the two people there, it's the giant skull and the, it's like a fucking, oh God, what is it? Like a, how would you describe that one? The, the other one. The bull one? Or? It's like a goat? It, it seemed to me it was supposed to be kind of like a, a bull, but I don't know. <laughs> animal. <laughs> Questionable horned, animal. Horned animal. He's horny, alright. Horny man. <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure the person in this mask has never fucked and will never fuck. Um, so, that's maybe... Uh, yeah. <laughs> maybe not but um we'll we'll reveal that in a little bit don't worry we see him uh the um i'm just gonna say goat yeah that and, works but uh goat goat man we see his hand like covered in blood and like the room behind him is like filled with dead bodies it's some fucking end of the uchiha clan shit <laughs> up in this and um they reveal themselves as cypher pole nine um, which is what CP9 stands for. Um, we see the bear mask and Robin enter Iceberg's room, but they do it in a way that doesn't really make sense because there's kind of just a bear man-shaped hole in the wall that opens up and then they walk in. Um, <coughs> it's Which we'll, we'll learn right now that uh, that is the door-door fruit, which every, anything he touches he can turn into a door. Yeah. Seems pretty fucking convenient. <laughs> it also seems very, very limited. You would be surprised. <laughs> and you may be surprised <laughs> in the coming future. Um, <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's an interesting um, fruit. But yeah, it is very specific, I think, to this situation right now, at least. It, it's... It, 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 it's one of those, it's kind of, where a lot of them, it's getting to the realm of ones that feel like they're made more for the events right now than they do, like, a wacky ability a cursed fruit gives you, like, being able to control fire or turn into smoke, turn into sand, turns you into an animal, or turns you into a human being. Um, mm -hmm. it, it seems a, kind of like how Foxy's power felt more like... It, it fit more of the situation at hand more so than it was like a weird power to stumble across. Someone could, you, you could kind of say that about like uh buggy or Luffy, but theirs are just kind of like, oh, feel more like a weird curse side effect than it does like being able to just walk through walls in a goofy way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm sure I've said this before. It's a sentiment that I, uh, that I hold very strongly with One Piece that these situations happen, like the door-door fruit, and then Oda really hunkers down on making it versatile. And it's, I, it's obviously I'm not in that man's head, so I don't know if he had that... When he made the door-door fruit, he was like, can I use it beyond this situation, or is it stupid? Um, <laughs> or if he's like, I don't care if it's stupid, and then later he's like, I have to make this good. And he does. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's a pretty consistent thing where it feels very niche. And then 
he really, really plays on the capability of it. I am so excited to see some weird fucking Delver Fruit shit <laughs> in the not-so-distant future. Um, oh, boy. Oof. I'm uh, gonna learn some, some a lot of shit soon. Um, what the f- So Door Door Man enters um, with Robin and just fucking shoots Iceberg right away in the shoulder. Um, yeah. Which I, I think the, his goal, he said, was to just weaken him right out the gate so that way he's vulnerable to get the information they want. Um, but he, uh, I don't remember their... Oh, I think that I think he already knows. Um, he knows that the what they're after is these blueprints, and he knows that he entrusted them to Polly. And he's like, uh, my my other two people are already fucking him up." Um, and he says that he's gonna kill the uh, he's gonna deal with the two um, shipwrights waiting outside the door. What the fuck happens? <laughs> A lot. <laughs> My notes say that the straw had to be running. Um, yeah, so they, uh, they're kind of watching uh, from afar to be like, hey, what's going on here? And then they, <laughs> they turn and they see, oh, Lu- Luffy's, Luffy's not next to us anymore. and they're like oh luffy's just advanced and they're like running like of course he doesn't have a plan what's he doing (laughs) and we're uh, on their end it's they they, they're they're yeah they're like oh what luffy's doing is he's he's running in and he's gonna create a big distraction so we're going to be able to get in and do what we want. We didn't plan this out, but it all works out. But no, Luffy just got stuck in between some buildings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this stupid idiot. <laughs> so when I watched this, I rewatched it like three times. I was sure I fucking missed something important. <laughs> like the conversation in which Luffy decides to do this. But no. no, it sounds like I didn't miss anything. <laughs> it's just they, they all <laughs> for for people who for this group who's like they're pretty uh they make pretty rash decisions. They don't seem to they don't seem to notice someone making their their reckless rash decision. <laughs> what fucking happens to Zoro all the time? Zoro's always just getting lost. Yeah. <laughs> They don't have time to keep track of everybody in this fucking <laughs> crisis situation. Yeah. But yeah, no, so they, um, they're like, all right, well, by now Luffy has caused a distraction and gotten them away, so we can go and sneak in behind. There should be <laughs> nobody really out front. So they hop the fence, and everyone's still fucking out front, because as you mentioned, Luffy is stuck between some buildings yeah. um, somewhere else. Um, and that's how that episode ends. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> things um, are things are getting real. Uh, going yeah, into the next, next episode opens up with with the dead corpses of Kaku and Luchi, and uh, uh, yeah. Bear Doorman just sitting there <laughs> because he uh he left uh Robin in the room because he's like 
uh, make sure Iceberg, stay, Iceberg stays here. Uh, once stuff is done, we'll, we'll tell you to kill him. Mm-hmm. And we, we get to see just how terrifying that uh, this the bear man is. Where, um... Yeah, Tilestone. Tilestone shows back up and is like, you <laughs> killed my friends. Why'd you do that? Um, and he goes to swing his gigantic hammer at the bear man. But the bear man says iron body. <laughs> and, um, that hammer don't do shit. No, he just, like, kind of... He, does, he doesn't even really punch. He just kind of stops it and flattens out up. the head and also removes it from its handle. <laughs> it just, like, the fucking disintegrates <laughs> against his arm. Um, he's not fucking around. Uh, <laughs> Tilestone gets fucked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we see the scene that we alluded to earlier with uh, the Straw Hats outside getting shot at, um, despite none of the bullets connecting um i mean i guess it's just a mob of people yeah concerned citizens they're yeah concerned Um, citizens for their glorious capitalist king with iceberg guns with guns (laughs) (laughs) let's fucking get into this social commentary (laughs) um where are all these fucking guns coming from (laughs) oh geez and fucking all right so zoro decides why are we running away? We could just attack them. And he's <laughs> well. I I think the reason is they don't want to fight people that are innocent because they're yeah they're not they're not actually bad guys. They just think that the straw hats are bad, but they they're not. Or they're it's a series of misunderstandings. Um. <laughs> so Zoro says, "I'll just I'll just do it gently," and Nami says, "That's not gentle." <laughs> as as he goes off and murders men. In my subs, he said uh, he would use the back, like the reverse side of the blade, mm-hmm. the not sharp side. And then shortly after, Nami, Nami's like, you're still inflicting fatal wounds. Because yeah. if, if <laughs> you, you forget that Zoro is constantly like working out and he's swinging like a giant iron pole with weights that say like 5,000, like 10 of them stacked on top of the pole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he's a he's a buff boy um he's he he lifts a lot and he uh he's he swings with quite a lot of force yeah he yeah i don't think he he quite can hold back much um but he does his best and he doesn't succeed i don't think um, i don't think it matters in this situation though no. yeah um we we go to Iceberg's room where they they have an interesting like interaction. He pulls out a gun and then she does something that's fucking awesome and pulls out four I guns. <laughs> four fucking guns, bitch. <laughs> and which is which is so all right, so the, this scene is so interesting to me. Is like her having extra arms is nothing, but like she just had extra guns back there, fully fucking prepared for yeah. this. Because <laughs> she can't spawn guns. Yeah. It's it's a good use of her power too to just be able to have five, like four guns immediately. But their their exchange was weird to me because uh, immediately 
Iceberg is he's pissed off that she's looking for the Pomeglyphs. Yeah. And Ice Iceberg says, Hey, the world government made it illegal. You're not allowed to investigate history commentary. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean kind of, yes. And the fact he he says that the reason her bounty is on her head is as an eight year old she's like I'm the only person who can read these things besides the most important person in our universe I'm gonna figure out history and the government's like that's really bad we're gonna put a massive bounty on your head for wanting to learn <laughs> and yeah that uh. She, he's she she said she just wants to know like the history and he's i i don't really we i think he's kind of alluding back to how crocodile felt that reading the poneglyphs would lead him to the pluton mhm yeah pluton has been mentioned before yeah and it's something i'm not really getting he says like the government what they want to do is turn it or originally they wanted to just hide it but now they want to use it in to like combat this like pirate golden era and i remember crocodile saying it's a it's like a cannon that could destroy entire islands and i don't know how that stops i i kind of get how that could stop entire fleets of ships but Mm -hmm. It's it's yeah. When Crocodile talks about it, he talks about it kind of like a weapon, like a, yeah. a cannon. Yeah. Um. And then, but Iceberg reveals um that it's, it's like a full on warship. Yeah. Um. When when they I'm first... really <laughs> I'm really torn because it seems like there are the Poneglyphs that reveal locations and also blueprints for it. Yeah, and, I, and I'm like, because I was I was doing some reading just now, uh, <laughs> trying to refamiliarize myself with like what the fuck is what, um, with these ancient weapons, and I don't know, because <laughs> 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 um, I was like, this is kind of you know vaguely explained. Maybe I can refine it. <laughs> but like no, I think it's just obtuse, because um, the the things that I like the other things I know about ancient weapons are in no way relevant to this, <laughs> um, and in fact, more confusing. But yeah, so Pluton is this is the is the conversation piece now. It is first mentioned yeah. by by a crocodile, and again bringing up now is, um, uh. Fucking the the it was made in Water Seven like during the the portion of history that was um wiped from uh, fucking I don't know how it really happened but the 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 part of history that is exclusively um on Poneglyphs and um Robin wants to to know all this history and for reasons but um there's like a deep responsibility of being able to do that, that the government doesn't want anyone to do. And also because of that, it's super illegal, um, which is probably shady on the government, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of 
this conversation pieces. Her wanting to know history, and Iceberg's like, no. Yeah, it's it seems that this struck me as really weird because they showed him being kind of irritated with the government, with that mm-hmm. like short tuxedo-y guy. He's like, I don't have it. Quit, quit bothering me. But mm-hmm. his whole reason for is I, I saying it out loud. I'm kind of getting it to where it it we're finding out that basically the secret that was passed down to him from the person who taught him was about the Pluton. And since the Poneglyphs have information linked directly back to it, mm-hmm. and he's aware of like needing to keep it secret, that's kind of like his issue with Robin right here, is that mm-hmm. she's kind of getting in the way of what he's trying to uh, invest, like trying to keep secret. And also, she's just kind of working with the government, which I'm really not understanding, but I know it'll get explained (laughs) to me, so I'm not as worried about that as I am just like, this Pluton thing in his secret blueprint is so serious that Mm -hmm. he's willing to have a grudge towards someone he's never met before, but he knows because she's wanted. Yeah, and he knows why she's wanted. Um, he mentions O'Hara, I think, in this conversation. Um, if not him, someone else does in a minute. Um, she doesn't respond well to the mention of it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's Iceberg who says like her intentions align with that of the people from O'Hara, and because of that, he can't trust her. Um, and I guess it's like you know he knows that he won't do anything negative with this information that he has, but he can't trust Robin. Yeah. Um, and so here's I, I, my understanding the first time I watched it and upon reading some stuff a minute ago, I think is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, my original understanding is that the Poneglyphs pointed out a weapon and the blueprints were for a weapon to stop it, like a counter for it. Okay. I think, I think that is wrong, though. I think they are the same thing. I think there is one that exists, but the Poneglyph will mention where it is. They, it's, I think they thought it was an Alabasta. Um, I think I've heard fan theories that it is Alabasta. I don't even want to get into that fucking Pandora box. Um, uh, and um, I, I think there is one that exists hidden in the history, and then also the blueprints to make a new one. which. Uh, makes me just think of the Philosopher's Stone in Fullmetal Alchemist because they kind of spend the whole fucking series trying to find one that exists or works um, <laughs> but instead they kind of end up finding how to make it <laughs> yeah. and then realizing that they shouldn't do that um, so I, yeah Shonen um, <laughs> so yeah we're in like the back like two episodes now or I get back like two and a half episodes but like they're so fucking dense. Yeah. Oh. Um. So I, that was that. So like, this, there's the whole thing with the the Pluton, uh, blueprints, and the Poneglyph history. <laughs> Ancient powerful battleship designed by a guy named Tom. To completely fuck shit. Um. And that, now, yeah, honestly, now that I read briefly the the history of pluton i i'm like was it made by tom 
but it doesn't matter. Um, Luffy gets out of the building. Luffy gets unstuck, and he launches himself towards <laughs> Iceberg's house. Yeah, <laughs> flies through the window. <laughs> well, no, he gets he he gets stuck in the wall. Oh yeah, not the window. <laughs> he the gets wall. stuck again. <laughs> um, he goes directly through a wall, but he gets stuck, and he sees Polly <laughs> fucking murdered by these two men and and the the skull mask and the oh my notes say bullhead. Um, so sorry, goat fans. Jesus, uh, Polly reveals that these blueprints are fake as shit, um, and then it was yeah. all for not. Um, it, another it was twist. a ruse. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we had a, we had planned for your plan, yeah. but alas, they had planned for their plan for their plan. Like we we um, knew that if this happened, it'd be this. So if this and this, yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> it's it's. I love it. I love that bullshit. Um, uh, Luffy is stuck in this wall. Uh, the guy in the skull head launches like some kicking waves at him. Um, kicks so strong that you can physically see energy fly towards Luffy. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's fine. Luffy gets out just at the last minute. Um, but the guy in the bullhead sort of traps him with some like giant staples, I guess. I was struggling to figure out how to describe them because they kind of look like he's gonna like swipe at him with claws. But yeah, I thought he was gonna use them like, individual. We saw how fucked up Pauli was, and I yeah. thought that he's got like stabbed with those things. And we'll learn it's even more goofy. But it's yeah, the, <laughs> the stabbing method. But it, it's just like these weird like horn rings things that they trap him in the ground, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Haha, we got we got real stuff to do." Yeah, now that you know the, the blueprints are fake. Um, <laughs> so Luffy and, and Pauly sort of bond for a second uh, and then yell a bunch. <laughs> I don't have any specific notes down about this exchange. I think it's just manly. a matter of like, <laughs> yes, um, manliness. And I think Polly sort of coming around to like, well, I guess it wasn't fucking Straw Hat, huh? Jeez, yeah. that's a development uh, for us now. <laughs> I feel and, real um, bad about it. Sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like if I had just worked for you from the beginning, this might have been a little bit better. Um, but regardless, all of Cypher Pole 9 is now in this uh, this room with Iceberg. Um, everyone we've met so far, and also Robin, who I guess is with them, but wearing like a, a, a green, kid's mask. A g- green rope, robe. Yeah, and just like a... Oh, like Robin. Like, yeah. Oh well, yeah, I guess. Huh. I was gonna say Robin, like from Batman, but then I guess her name is Robin. Hmm. Because he's, he's a very simple mask. Anyways, um, this is where they reveal who they are. Uh, who's under the mask, and um, or the masks, all of them, uh, to Iceberg. And um, before they do, the, the the first thing that happens to sort of signify. Who these people are is um, a uh, a pigeon. Yeah, flies in and we, lands we... on the the one guy's shoulder of the bullhead, <laughs> and then he reveals it and replaces it with a top hat. Yep, he's that's pretty fucked. It's our good pal Lucci, who we've learned can talk completely normal. Nothing, nothing wrong with him. He's he's just. 
And and not only that, but every single person a part of this group is someone that Iceberg thought was his friend. Yeah, uh, the guy in the skull mask is uh, Kaku, um, long nosed boy. Um, the person who was outside with the whip um, and then walking in the air, that was Khalifa. Um, and the guy in the bear mask is Bruno, who we just fucking met, but Iceberg knew him too, obviously. Um, that's, <laughs> um, all, yeah. all, none of his friends are friends. Um, in a minute we'll learn, maybe it's in this scene we learn that, um, they were in this, they were in this sting operation for five fucking years. Um, <sighs> yeah, this, they're in like a horrifying, it, this is kind of going into the next episode, I think, mm-hmm. when they reveal everything, but, um... Yeah, it's been a sting operation because they're part of a super secret government agency, which is cleverly named because the government has intelligence agencies, Cypherpole 1 through Cypherpole 8. And because, you know, you want to keep it secret, you just tell people there's only eight divisions, Mm -hmm. but there's actually a ninth division. There's a secret ninth division in the shadows that may or may not exist, but it totally does. And that's why they don't reveal who the fuck they are, and they do secret little shit like yeah. this. Um, <clears throat> we'll get back to them. We um, we see Frankie with his eyes on the Mary. Um, and yeah. he just he gets down to Usopp, and he's like, "You know what? I'll take the boat too. I'll take. I'll- yeah, I'm gonna kidnap you. I need to get those straw hats. You're their friend." Mm-hmm. I'm taking you in. And Usopp's like, oh, you're the person who beat me up. So uh, I'm terrified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he's like, I need the ship too because the storm's coming. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to kidnap your boat. Um, so that's some shit. Uh, I don't think we deal with it in, in today's chunk. But it's just... A, no, we don't. One last bit of setup. Um... <laughs> I'm excited to see their interactions. They're two. They're two characters. Mm-hmm. If, if I if I do say so. Yeah. Uh, somehow Zoro gets lost. Um, outside fighting these shipwrights. Um, we see Luffy escaping from the staples. Uh, because he's made of rubber, <laughs> he could sort of like yeah <laughs> finagle his way out. Str- he just stretches so far that he like thins out and can go through basically. Yeah, Makes that sense. It's whatever. Um and this is when we <laughs> learn that they've been undercover for five fucking years. Um Yeah. Just some fucking It's all for justice. Uh we learn that um Cypher Pole Nine is special because it has no fucking rules. Um and they're allowed to just straight up murder people and get away with it. Um if 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 yeah. if citizens do not cooperate. If if need be, mm-hmm. <laughs> if which is... need be, and like we saw how many people he murdered in that hallway. I I compared it to some Uchiha clan shit. That was for justice. It's fine. Yeah. We see Kokoro, uh, drunk as drunk as shit, out in the the alleyway. Weather's starting to pick up. I think she's headed somewhere a little bit safer. Um, Chimney says something. <laughs> I think about her drinking, um, like something about her always drinking. She's like, 
uh, I was like, are you okay with all that? And she's like, oh, it's fine. I've been doing this for decades. It's no big deal. She's like, yeah. No, wait a minute. It's only been eight years. I've only been drinking for eight years. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a very specific amount of time. Um, yeah. and, and, and we'll get a quick glimpse, I think, in a little bit later at um, maybe what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah. But we see um, back in the room with Iceberg. Iceberg's not taking it very well. <laughs> all of this information. No, he's pretty upset that all of his friends are... Evil. Not actual friends. Government except, plants. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they do this thing where... Man, Lucci just fucking talks for like a year. Um, and it yeah, basically in... all... Well, you, know, you could explain it. I want you to. I want to. I, I think. Want to know what you got out of this situation? I think I can summarize it pretty well. So what it is, and to figure out their plan, and this is like JoJo level shit. It's so good. That <laughs> they have Kaku, who's like has his finger on Iceberg's wrist. He's like, "Your blood is gonna tell us." At least that's what my subtitle said. So it's a little weird. Um, Lucci starts saying what his hypothesis is, and he's like. I don't. I knew that the blueprints were fake because you're not going to keep them that close to you, and that you're not gonna. If someone, um, if someone's just breaking in to kill you, uh, and you die, the blueprints are just gone forever, and you sending off the person as a safe measure doesn't do anything, even if it was a decoy in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. So I th- he opens up by saying that they, that he knew if his life was in danger, he would have trusted someone. And then it would be a ship, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so they thought, all right, well, Polly makes sense. Um, but then it wasn't Polly, and he has several other clauses <laughs> to um, he with with no proof, but because he's an evil genius, he knows what's going on. Basically, so that he he looks at the blueprints. The fake blueprints have three signatures: Tom Iceberg and Cuddy Flam. We don't know who Cuddy Flam is, or really who Tom is. They've briefly mentioned him as Iceberg's like mentor, teacher, yeah, and known as Tom's workers. And he says anyone that would have uh, <clears throat> it would have passed it, been like, oh, whatever, the blueprints. But they know that one of Tom's disciples is dead. He died in an accident eight years ago, and immediately I'm like, I know who Cuddy Flam is, <laughs> and. <laughs> they they show it goes to a flashback of uh Cleef being like, Hey Iceberg, someone named Cuddy Flam has met you. And since she's part of CP9, she like I'm I'm sure that's like their first like tick they had to something weird going on, uh, was the like look of shock in his face, and he's like, No, turn him away, and it's proving that Cuddy Flam is still alive. We learn that in a secret meeting that uh Lucci assumed happened that Iceberg met with this Cuddy Flam and was like, hey, you can't keep using that name. Everyone thinks you're dead. You're Frankie. Uh here's here's the blueprints. Get them off the island in in case that one of us is targeted. And <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of boils down to Iceberg being like, I have these. People know I have them. Uh Pretty soon I'm going to be targeted for them. I'm going to give them to you. Just please stop telling people that you're Cuddy Flam. 
because everyone thinks <laughs> that person died. Start going by this new name that you have. Um, which, yes, it's, it's Frankie. Um, it, it's, it's, it's very obvious, I think, because there's sort of like these scenes where we see this person named Cuddy Flame coming to see Iceberg, and it's like obscured, but it's very obviously Frankie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we see the scene where Iceberg gives him the blueprints, um, and is like, keep him hidden. He tells him to, to take them and leave Water 7. Yeah. Which... But obviously he didn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, I think F- Frankie has some sort of weird, goofy pride that we can imagine. Yeah, well, but... uh, <laughs> I mean, with this, you can you can know that, uh, you know, Frankie and Iceberg have history, and they work together under Tom. Um, yeah. And, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. Um, but uh, Lucci sort of just sort of un- unveils, like, these are all the things that make the most sense. And how they know it's real is that his heart rate starts to go up because they figured out his plan. And you're, he could lie all he wants, but... The blood has uh, already told me it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's very JoJo. I like it. I go back and forth on liking Lucci <laughs> as a villain. Um, but in, in like this scene particularly, it's very he's very good. I, I love that that bullshit like rambling. Uh, it's it, I mean it's, it's it's a prime type of shonen bullshit. <laughs> My notes say that they um uh it's Frankie who died once. Um, <laughs> yep. Who hasn't? Um, <laughs> Everyone's died. Frankie has like legitimately died, and yeah. then he turned into a ro- a cyborg, which is fucking cool. Yeah, I'm <laughs> excited to talk about uh, allegory <laughs> um, <laughs> when we figure out what the fuck Frankie is. Um, so we see Zoro <laughs> racing with Nami and Chopper to this room, um, and they get up there right when Luffy does as well. Um, and Luffy has Polly with them, and they bust in. Uh, Polly's pretty fucking pissed. Yeah, Polly, he's the one I feel like the worst for. Absolutely. Because they, they, he, they give him like these flashbacks as he's like looking onto the scene and they're, expo- they kind of like give him the short version of what's up and they just cut the scenes of him just having like cool pal interactions mm-hmm. with them and it's... Yeah, it's, and he's like, it, it feels more heartbreaking with him because while Iceberg, you can assume he's he always keeps this little bit of distance because of his super secret blueprints yeah. he has to keep. While with Polly, he's just like, he's, they were just friends, they were coworkers. Yeah, um, he he just works for this cool the cool guy Iceberg who everyone loves with his great friends who they're a dysfunctional fun family. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he I like the fact that he has a specific memory of slut shaming Khalifa. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just it's just a a consistency thing, I think. Um Yeah. Uh, well Kaku, Kaku. just to like show everyone, Kaku's like, hey, just don't look at her. Come on, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very easy to just, just fuck off. Your business. <laughs> um and it's it's just sad that his his friends are in the secret organization and not his friends. Yeah. Um he's and... he's super pissed that Lucci can talk. <laughs> yeah. Which I, is... I and we we could get from that that he's probably and I think is what we saw that there's fight started because that bird doesn't shut its mouth. Like right? mm-hmm. 
the bird just runs its mouth. So, and he's just all pissed that the fact that the bird is the one who's insulting him, but not yeah, <laughs> just the person talking. But yeah, I mean, it definitely it, like that feels like such a strong symbol of everything you know is a lie. Uh, yeah, your, your friend can talk. The bird is like he was just doing like he was just doing that to fuck with you for five years. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Fucking sucks, man. Um, your favorite bartender. He was putting out a voice. He never yeah. he never sounded that way. Um etc. Ad infinitum. He's how were you surprised? A little bit. Like um were you doubting any of them? I wasn't it it, it was surprise in the sense of like Oh, okay. Not like uh oh no i can't believe they betrayed him because they weren't introduced that long ago mm-hmm. and i feel like and if you if i just take like a moment to critically think about it it would seem like if they threw in a whole new group of bad guys that w- are these new characters w- that are being introduced mm-hmm. it feels like too much too uh, many. it'd be like sens- sensory overload with just how many bad guys there are yeah so but it's, i think they make it more rough on you. Yeah. Because despite th- the fact that we haven't been with them very long, they, they set up that it's fucked up what they're doing. Yeah, they, they definitely do like the, the due diligence of showing you <laughs> that it matters. Um, I think re-watching it, everything Khalifa does is, ske- is like sketchy to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> c- comparatively to like everyone else. Everyone else is fine, I think. At... Um, like there's various like subtle foreshadowing things like I I pointed out, um, Kaku saying like oh you know it's the government fine, and uh the the throwaway line to Bruno is uh you know funny, um, but I I watched these pretty slowly when I first watched Water Seven and it kind of caught me off guard and I don't know why, <laughs> now that I've rewatched it <laughs> I'm like why was I so blindsided by this. Um, but, uh, it's, I don't know, it's good. I like it. I like, um, I like their dynamic. Like, we, we've seen Galila function and then see, like, half of them defect. Um, yeah. Is, is interesting. So, um, Polly attacks Lucci. It's absolutely pointless. Um, and he stabs him with his fingers. Yeah, and he's like, haha, I can do this because of six martial arts that we've all mastered. The six powers, techniques that go beyond human ability. <laughs> and the same thing happens to Luffy. He tries to attack, and he's stopped with the, the iron body technique, which we've seen. Um, yep. This scene kind of plays out where we kind of conveniently see them all. Uh, we see some of them, What I don't know, I think it's... I don't know who does it first. The, te- the technique that they call shave, at least in my subtitles, where they um, basically just disappear and reappear. Like that substitution okay. jutsu, Dragon yeah. Ball Z-esque movement. Is that where he was dodging all the attacks? Um, well, yeah, the one where they like sort of just like move so quickly you can't see it. Yeah, in, in my subtitles they said paper. That's a slightly different one. Okay. Because I don't, I almost feel like I never see paper again after this. Um, <laughs> paper's the one that lets them just like free flow dodge. 
Um, okay, yeah. Kind of like Drunken That's Rock was... Lee. And, um, yeah. Which is probably what I compared the Gomu Gomu no Bo to. Because Luffy does that, with uh, where he just stops yeah. thinking to dodge Anel's <laughs> attacks. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's the paper art that Bluno does. Um, but there's also the shave technique where it's kind of just like they move from point A to point B ridiculously fast. Um, and it appears like they disappear. I think, I think Bluno says like when your legs get so strong that it appears like you disappear um, or some shit. Um, but uh, we see somewhere. Luchi tries to lay a finger pistol into Luffy, Luffy's neck. <laughs> gonna have a lot of Luchi versus Luffy um, going forward. That's fun. Um, and it like it sends him flying back. Doesn't really he's like work because it's rubber. But <laughs> yeah, like if you, if you were made of rubber, you'd be dead. Yeah, that's probably and... most of his life. <laughs> I think. <Yeah. laughs> um, it's uh, what with the what we see in this scene. It's weird that this whole episode takes place in like iceberg's bedroom yeah, that's a fucking bottle episode <laughs> if there ever was one in this show <laughs> where i'm down with their their interactions is just luffy's like hey come on robin stop this nonsense and come back with us she's like no i i told i told chopper that that i'm i'm leaving and you'll never see me again did he not tell you it's like i didn't believe it it's yeah like, he goes back and forth Luffy doesn't either luffy also is like hey why are you guys not friends anymore. Why'd you stop being friends with Rope Dad? Weren't you friends with yeah. Rope Dad? And he and Luchi is like, I was previously. Now I'm not. <laughs> um, it's very interesting phrasing to demonstrate commitment yeah. to his job. Uh, but yeah, but then he does start talking to Robin and say stuff like, you know, why aren't you you coming back with us? Um, Robin says that she has a goal she can't accomplish with the straw hat. I'm pretty sure yeah, I know... my subtitles have said her wish. That Oh, yeah. Wish, well, that would work, too. I think I know what she means. If I'm right, it's super fucking depressing, but I'm sure it'll come up. <laughs> I don't... Like, I don't... I can return to it if it's not clear, but I'm sure it's clear. Um, <laughs> eventually. Um, they meant Lucci, I think, mentions that this this building is going to burn down. There's igniters set for a certain time. Um, Luffy, yeah. So Luffy doesn't accept that Robin's leaving. She uh, she leaves <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, starts to walk towards the window and try to leave. Um, and Luffy tries to run, but that's this is when Bluno steps in. Um. Bruno, Bluno, and this is, yeah. So this is basically where Bruno kind of runs the move they can do all the six powers. Um, the first one that he shows off is the paper art, where he just sort of like reflexively dodges and moves like paper, moves like they do. And um, they, the, he also does the. I think Iron Body is first, where he blocks an attack. He does the paper art to dodge. I think the Gatling gun. Um. And then he does the shave where he sort of like disappears and reappears behind Luffy. And it's like, if your legs are so strong that you can move and appear like you disappear, um, you can also do this. And he like does the moonwalk thing where he sort of like double jumps in real life. Um, yeah. And Luffy's like, what the fuck is happening? And um, 
Kaku steps in and is like, you can also do this when your legs are that strong. Um, I think it's Kaku and Kalifa that do it at the same time, where they do the Tempest kick. Yeah. Um, which Zoro recognizes. The, 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 <laughs> the, the thing I'm most disappointed with this scene is when Kaku does the, like, the finger stab thing to mm -hmm. Zoro. I wish he would have done it with his nose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm f I'm pretty sure I've had the same sentiment about Kaku. <laughs> so that's fine. It's like he already looks like Usopp. Just have him do more goofy things. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Kaku's. Well, I was gonna say Kaku's good, but he's not good. He's a good character. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, so there's the the finger pistol. Zoro fights Kaku for a little bit because Kaku. Not they're not swords that he uses. They're like shipwright tools. They're like saws. Yeah, but he, he uses them for a little bit, but Zoro manages to cut him in half. And that's when he just fucking finger pistols him. Um, and uses his kicks. And then Luffy, Zoro's like, oh, you know, now you can get Robin. Luffy runs straight forward, but Luchi just grabs his head. He just stops him and yeah. just grabs him. There's no fucking resistance to it. Like, you know what these fingers can do. <laughs> Um, yeah. This man who was never fucked and never will fuck, but like you know what those <laughs> fingers can do, and he just has Luffy's head just in his fucking hand, um, and and then he unleashes his uh his I, I don't know <laughs> which prefix to use, but his uh cell strength to turn into a giant monster that we don't get to fully see, yeah, and then. It Cuts to to be continued. Yeah, he throws he throws Luffy aside. Robin leaves. She steps out the window, and he's like, uh, "We are in a whole different league from you. We this everything we do is completely classified. Um, I, we should have to kill you, but this is an exception. And I'm going to show you something interesting before we go." And he he just <laughs> fucking gets massive as hell, and everyone's scared shitless, and um. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, it's, it's just this huge, dark figure at the end of this episode. And then next, I don't know if you watched the, the next time on. I didn't. <laughs> I turned it off and ran straight to my computer. <laughs> to record. Okay. Um, perfect. So that's, that's, that's where we leave off. We don't know what, Luch, what, <laughs> what this power is, why Luchi can do this. Everything's fucked. Yeah, it's all bad. Nothing's good. It's bad. Um... God, wow. More than ever, I feel like this is an episode where we need to decompress. <laughs> yeah. What are the key points? So let's see, there's the there's the Robin situation, the Usopp situation, the Frankie situation. Which is crossed over like, into the Usopp situation. Yes. They've got a current situation with uh iceberg and the Pluton stuff. The straw hats aren't really informed about the special blueprints, but I'm sure they'll find out shortly. Uh, and mm -hmm. we've got, we don't know what the fuck Sanji's doing. He's, he's fucking, <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> off until he can save the day for a little bit. Uh huh. So Jesus, <laughs> how do you feel? Uh, I know I feel uh, a, a lot of weight on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. I'm going to carry that weight. <laughs> I, I always feel after these episodes, like, I'm just like, I really want to get into the next chunk already. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm ready for more. And especially, like, with Water 7, I've been very specifically, like, picking the cliffhanger episodes. 
this this section's a little bit hard because the next episode is kind of like the end of that uh arrangement and also the next thing starts um but um yeah there's so much more left yeah <laughs> <laughs> water 7 is a trip sure is so as always i'm going to ask you what uh you think's going to happen next time but first let's briefly do the thing where we talk about other other projects we work on all right um uh first you can follow this show on twitter at we are watching op um for vague updates on when we're recording and when we're going to post an episode we always end up uploading on the weekend so um i usually end up tweeting like friday or saturday um and uploading on sunday um, you can also review us on iTunes. That would be cool. Um, I think we've only we've got one from Nick and one who doesn't watch One Piece, but is invested in the story through this show, um, and one other one that was constructive and nice. So, um, if you're invested in how we relay anime to you, <laughs> we'd love to hear from you. You can follow me on Twitter at Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J O. Um, you can read my writing on video games at ghostofjoe.com. It's spelled the same way. You can read, I think my most recent piece is still the Final Fantasy XV one where I complained about capitalism, even though that game's good. Uh, you can, I have two other podcasts now. Oh, yeah, this is the first time I'm talking about the new show. Yeah. Um, as always, as always, I have Got It Memorized, my Kingdom Hearts recap show. You can find that on iTunes or whatever. Just search Got It Memorized. I think we're nearing the halfway point of Kingdom Hearts 2. Um, I did an episode where I talked about Andrew WK the entire time. Um, <laughs> so if you're interested in that. Uh, but I also have this new show uh, called Objectively Good that I do with my friend Nick Clay, um, who also writes in, about video games um, and does video essays on them. We, um, we pick a topic re- related to video games and talk about some games that we think do that topic really well. Our first episode is up right now. It's uh, Intro Sections. Our second episode on side quests will come out, I guess, a couple days after this one. It's every other Thursday. Um, that's called Objectively Good. You can find that on iTunes or wherever. If you want to listen to that, drop a review on that. That'd be super fucking cool. And that's, that's all I got. Jory, relay to, relay to the listeners um, your internet presence <laughs> and power. I have to, have to say that the first episode of Objectively Good was Objectively Good, so you should listen Thank to you. it. <laughs> <laughs> Those, uh, if, if you like the length of this show, we well, I mean, this this episode actually was particularly long, um, but uh, objectively good usually runs about an hour, hour and a half as well. So, longer shows, as opposed to Got It Memorized, which we try to keep forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> With the, it, it was good enough that I felt the need to engage in some brand engagement right away. So there's that. But uh, hell yeah, if you like me, if you like the the way i i speak and do things you can follow <laughs> me on twitter.com at at no i'm jory where i complain about video games and post bad screenshots um if you like hearing me talk and yell and laugh a lot but not about one piece let's say about a subject on i don't know wrestling I have a podcast for that called Casual Wrestling Fan Podcast. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, you can fo- follow that at, at CWFPCast. At CWF Podcast is some other something podcast that's completely unrelated. 
Um, it's kind of a longer winded, but that's something I found for a lot of wrestling podcasts are, so I don't feel as bad. Um, by the time this <laughs> episode goes up, our most recent episode of the most recent pay-per-view, uh, Fastlane should be up. If you're looking for stuff to start on, you should just listen to our first episode and then like the pay-per-view episodes if you're kind of starting to get caught up because those will establish what we like, stuff we find are cool, and the pay-per-views are the only shit that really matters with wrestling. So <laughs> is that uh, we get we get real excited and we, we go off the fucking rails with things we, we want to happen and hope to happen that never will. So if you like the- theoretical <laughs> wrestling booking or theoretical things, it's 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 fun time. Um, yeah. Might be taking a break here in about a month soon after the big wrestling thing, but I'd appreciate it if you checked it out. It's weekly, so if you if you're thinking of getting into wrestling or it's kind of like a passing interest, let us fill it in for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good um, sort of conversation piece, and be like, "This sounds good. <laughs> I like this." That's kind of what we do. I like, like I, I said last time, without the cynicism, which is a which is a slight exaggeration, but we try and take it in a not grumpy asshole way about things. We we mm-hmm. just want to like see what we liked about stuff what we don't like what we're, we are and aren't looking forward to because of what happened so yeah <laughs> yeah that's sick that's about me oh i also have a weirdo video of uh me reviewing mario cereal if you're interested in that yeah. just look up my name my name on youtube joe helped me out a little bit with that so i'm very grateful <laughs> yeah is that your pinned tweet on twitter or um it's in my pinned tweets oh that's right you have a thread of pinned tweets yeah. Um, so that's an easy way to find it too. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I think that's, I think that's the show. Um, fuck! What a what an adventure this week. Um, so I will tell you, we are gonna get into some flashback stuff next next time. <laughs> I haven't picked the episodes yet. I'll probably just truncate it when the flashbacks end. All right, Jory. What's um, what's gonna happen next time on uh? on our, our next couple episodes of one piece uh, well we're gonna we're gonna find out that luchi turned into a giant jojo monster buff man <laughs> and i i have a feeling that luffy is gonna like punch it's gonna look bad for luffy and luffy's gonna punch him out of the building and then uh they'll save the day and robin robin will co- be like hey Sorry, I had to act like I wasn't your friend when I was actually secretly helping you. And then all the other members of CP9 will, like, fall over because they were poisoned. And then they leave They leave <laughs> Water 7 all happy. Everything's fine. <laughs> and then Frankie's like, sorry for stealing your money. Let's be cool, fun friends. And I'll pose with Usopp on the front of the ship while Chopper tries to imitate it. <laughs> Perfect. What a happy family all together again. Um, nothing's wrong. Nope, everything's good. Everything's good. Um, so next time on We Are Watching One Piece, we'll see how much of that was bullshit. And how, well, all. <laughs> we'll see just how much of it was bullshit. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Um, and until next time, to be continued. To be continued.
Hi, I'm Joe, and I write about games. I'm Nick, and I write about games. And this is Objectively Good, a podcast about games. Uh, vi- video games? What What kind of video games? Only the objectively good ones. The objectively goodest. <laughs> this is a show where Joe and I take a topic within the realm of video games, be it, what's your favorite baseball in a video <laughs> game? And we turn it into an episode of a podcast. My favorite baseball in a video game is Twilight Seen It. Yeah, they- <laughs> So every other week, we we show up, we talk about what we're playing at the moment, and then we get into our topic, and we we bring a couple games to the table, but we have one main pick that we focus on each. These games aren't necessarily our favorite games, so much as we're really focusing on the topic of the week. These are games that have good within them. Because every game has good within them. That's not true at all, but <laughs> most games do. And it's it, it's very special. I think we, we really get into like the things that games make us feel. Objectively good. A, show about what makes games good check it out on itunes.com slash biz